everyone, welcome to the Pipette Profiles, a podcast by me, Grace Schoenfeld, where together we get to hear personal stories from college students and recent graduates, as well as discuss current discoveries with professionals across disciplines. Want to be inspired? You're in the right place. everyone. This episode has been a long time coming. Thank you so much for your patience and welcome back. This episode is my conversation with my friend Brian. He graduated cum laude from Westmont College with a bachelor's of science in kinesiology. He is currently working as a surgeon coordinator at an orthopedic clinic. This is a two-part episode. Here in part one, we talk about his 2020 graduation, concerns and disappointments, finding one's passion and calling, and the importance of community and rest. Enjoy! Welcome, Brian. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm <laughs> I'm very honored to be talking to you. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, so you just graduated undergraduate college in 2020. What was that like? <laughs> oh, man. It didn't even feel like it graduated, to be honest. Um, I mean, it did, but at one point it just felt... Like, I was just taking a long vacation and just doing side work. Um, don't get me wrong. It was really nice being able to be back home, but it was also pretty brutal <laughs> being back home. Um, yeah. But it was it was definitely not what I was planning my graduation to look like. Um, mm. So with that to say, um, you know, having online classes was never something that I was always fond about. But, you know, it, after having this experience of doing online classes, it really opened up my mind to, or at least it exposed me more to understanding that, you know, school can be done anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be really in, in a physical setting, even though it, I prefer to be in a physical setting. Um, it was definitely, it was definitely a, a great experience taking online classes and not even like just simple online classes, but, you know, senior class um online classes so it was definitely a challenge but I really enjoyed having it I mean with that to say it was kind of hard because you know with all this you know pre-COVID thing you know I was expecting to be able to walk in that mm-hmm. sense um you know not having a proper graduation was really disappointing um mm-hmm. along with that so it was definitely you know, I definitely needed to change my mindset of what life was going to look like now. Um, yeah. Realizing that my expectations were, were different now. Um, you know, because being the first person in my family to go to college, it it meant the world for me to be able to walk it's on stage. It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, I would never have thought that I would ever get this far in life. Um, and then being able to just walk on stage, like I said, and able to see my family out in, in the audience, it's, I wasn't able to experience that anymore. Um, yeah. You know, when you're, when you're up there in graduation, like the only reason why it's such a big thing is because you're up there with not only your friends, but with community mm-hmm. and having been, having that be taken away from you is, is hard, you know? Yeah. Um, And that's the one thing I'm really excited about, you know, this does follow through in October um, is able to see people again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's the hard part is seeing people differently yeah because it's not it's not going to be the same that's just the reality from here on out it's not going to be the same exactly. there's always going to be some kind of precaution um do you think your classmates but, will want to come you know it's it's so hard to tell those who are near santa barbara have heard, I have heard that they would want to come um, at least to, you know, whatever this graduation is going to look like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm talking to so many friends that are out of state um, starting grad school or just international students who, A, the restrictions to coming back in the States are just impossible. Yeah. Or, you know, already having a life outside of, or like having a life post-grad, you know, mm-hmm. um, just makes it difficult to travel. Um, and that's just a reality right now. It's just so hard to travel. Yeah. If you're not near Santa Barbara, it's really hard to travel. Um, so it's just, it just depends. I mean, I do have a couple of friends or a few friends who are still in the area. Um, but even then it's, you're talking to people now who live in the area, but don't even want to go to a graduation now because of what's been going on. Mm-hmm. So you have friends who live out of state but do want to come and then you have friends who live in the area but are you know very precautious or paranoid of coming to an event like this yeah and that's very understandable and i'm even thinking about with um however um social distancing restrictions play out about the number of um people who can be in the audience like how are how is family attendance gonna be yeah that's what i was thinking too like is it like, what's the party size that you're able to bring? Or is it is it going to be more like a drive, like a drive-through ceremony? Or like, I don't even know. Yeah, either a drive-through ceremony or you can only bring two people and the rest have to watch it online or or have it be like video, like shown on video on another part of campus. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just going to not be the same as somebody like sitting <laughs> in the audience like, watching you like seeing your expression live and eat and even live on video isn't the same when it's such a memorable moment for you and for your family who are watching you like who are celebrating with you yeah and it's i think but you know what let me tell you this it's so crazy it's it's a blessing and, and and a curse at the same time because you know we my class specifically will go down in west one's history of I don't know if we're the first to not have a graduation or like walk, but we'll we'll be remembered as the class of 2020 who did not or was their graduation was postponed. That's true. Um, so at least I'll, you know, I have that piece to carry with me and be able to explain to future people what happened um, or just even saying that you're the class of 2020. There's going to be more understanding of how difficult that time was. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I feel like there's going to be more <laughs> applause is the wrong word, but just more like, wow, you did mm. school during such a hard time. Like congratulations to you. You finished, whether you finished strong or whether you I mean, personally felt like you didn't finish as strong, you still finished. And with yeah. all of the, the chaos and compounding events like that is a, that is a success on its own. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, cause you were essentially, you were forced to change your, your routine. Yeah. You have this routine of waking up, seeing your friends, being away from family, all of a sudden being back into the mix of, you know, you got to either go back to your family or 
wherever you're from or find housing elsewhere at the drop school. of a hat yeah yeah so it's it's just made life harder mm-hmm. um you know but that's i mean that's just reality i mean every day we gotta be adjusting and finding different i mean meaning the life or ways of doing life i guess yeah yeah we have to be malleable and and able to adapt and that's something that i'm still working on like even though um when i left school to come back home like home is a good place for me which i'm so blessed to be able to say that um but on this surface like with petty things like i like routine but a change in routine is so hard for me to like get back to and when you know i'm not walking outside in between classes and i'm just like i'm not literally stuck in my four walls because i live in california so as long as you know you distance and and wear a mask and stuff like you can like the weather is beautiful to like go outside but it's hard for me to like motivate myself um so like there was just a rough like couple of weeks where I was like okay I know these things I need to be doing I know the good things that will make me feel energized and confident and motivated but I just didn't have the energy or the mental grit to do any of this stuff that I know will make me feel better exactly and I think that was the hardest part is I think at first it was kind of nice being like oh we or being sent home um you know during COVID oh it's just gonna be a couple of weeks and then we're back in in April you know Mm -hmm. um and then all of a sudden it's just like no actually for the rest of the semester we're online wherever you are you gotta now do school there for the remainder yeah classes that weren't set up to be online in the first place like teachers are scrambling students are scrambling and then not only is that happening, like I said, you're changing in routine, but now it takes a big pull in your mental capacity, mm-hmm. you know? And I think this was one of the hardest seasons, um, you know, I've experienced with, you know, mentally it's how do I, like, how, how do you approach like the way of living now? It's, mm-hmm. I can't go out. Um, we got to limit now who we see because of everything that's going mm-hmm. on. And there's just this whole idea in the back of your mind. It's like, oh, well, I'm okay. You're okay. I don't probably have COVID. But, you know, it's hard not to not think that so-and-so might have it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, and I, yeah, it was, it's, it's just, it definitely takes a big hit on your mental state. Absolutely. And I've been trying to not read the news too much, um, but I when I do, I just see everywhere just headlines along with, you know, the coronavirus pandemic and the racial tensions that are very present and need to be fixed in America. There's a loneliness epidemic that's just coupled all of the stress and anxiety and depression. So it's just these three huge things that are just compounded. and, And I hope that this has and will bring light um, and resources yeah. that are readily available for mental health for everyone and just to decrease stigma and taboo and asking for help um, yeah. I mean that's a big step of vulnerability yeah. and that takes yeah. courage but see that's the thing it's like we need to normalize it it's we not do. nothing it's not wrong or make it seem like it's wrong but I think you know society makes it seem like it's something so foreign that if you approach getting help um it's just it just looks like you're you're not okay 
there are biological mechanisms outside of the control of the person. Right. It's, it's not their fault. And they, like, there are things to do to like, to help it. But for, for some things, like the fundamental root is a chemical imbalance. Exactly. And that needs a solution outside of mental exercises, which, which are fantastic. Like, like there are things that I do. Yeah. Um, but there are things additional that can be very helpful. So, Brian, when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, jeez. It literally changed every year. Um, <laughs> gosh. I mean, you're stereotypical of, oh, you know, a firefighter would be cool. But then you, your fantasy of like, oh, you know, being a Power Ranger or Spider-Man is what I want to do. Not knowing that, you know, those don't even exist. (laughs) (laughs) But at a young age, I was definitely passionate about um, just creating something. Hmm, Okay. Um, So by that, I mean Legos. (laughs) Okay, like building things with your hands, like that kind of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Legos were one of my biggest passions. What was the coolest Um, thing you built with Legos? Oh my gosh. Okay, this is going to be the most embarrassing thing um, probably that I'm going to speak <laughs> during this um, interview or podcast. Um, I actually still build Legos till this day. <laughs> that shouldn't be embarrassing. But you'd be surprised of how many different looks you get when a, 23, when a 23-year-old says he's still built Legos. Um. But the funnest project I've done so far, um, and granted, Legos for me are people's puzzles. Yeah. In that sense, of it's a 3D puzzle for me. Exactly. People, and that's my way of People have <laughs> of so justifying. many people doing woodworking and like so many other things with hands. I don't know why. Maybe just because they're made <laughs> out of plastic and they're like advertised to kids, and- but it's still a puzzle <laughs> and it uses your brain and it's good for brain health, I'm sure. Oh, it's so great. Literally, that's the only thing that kept me sane <laughs> during this season. Um, so, actually, okay. Let's see. When I was younger, it was more like just buying, like, the simple, like, small, like, you know, piece Legos and nothing too big. But normally, or lately, I've been actually buying more um, difficult, challenging Legos. Okay. So one of these Legos that actually has been one of my favorites, um, two actually, has been one that's, um, it's a Jurassic Park one. (laughs) And that one's like, uh, I don't even know how many pieces it has, but it was pretty close to almost $300. Wow. In that sense. And then I did buy a, you know, I, I treated myself to a Stranger Things Lego, um, which is like it's the it's Will's house. Imagine Will's house in Lego, but it's also the upside down. So you have to connect another house underneath it Whoa. and attach it to it. And literally everything is flipped. Like everything's just flipped. That's so and you can flip the house and it's like it's crazy. And that was also like almost two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, yeah. So answering your question, <laughs> what did I want to do when I was a young kid? I don't know. I don't know, but it wasn't until high school where my experience really shifted into, you know, my passion of wanting 
to be with community and wanting to just be around people. Mm, okay. Um, and I think that really shifted um, over to what my career um, could be, you know, because my calling was, you know, it's, it's, there's two things, calling and career can be kind of, you know, used as the same thing, but I feel like ca- calling is more of what you do personally mm-hmm. and how you can use your talents and gifts um, to be called to do in a career. Um, so with that said, I knew from the start in, in high school that I wanted to be with people, wanted to be surrounded by my friends, families, strangers. What initiated um, that? Like what brought that to I, mind that solidified that? I think it was, I think it was just this, this idea that I could be myself. Hmm. You know, I just had a passion of just wanting to know people's stories. That's beautiful. Um, and by that sense, it led to one thing of, you know, meeting more people and sharing similar experiences and, you know, just hearing why they are the way they are now and not judging them, but more of understanding the traumas, the good, the bad and the ugly they have been Mm -hmm. um, and why they're shaped the way they are now and just having compassion and also humility and care and love for each other. Um, So with that sense, I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to be with community. Um, And it wasn't until towards, um, the end of my high school career where um, I realized that I wanted to use this talent of being with community and helping people Mm -hmm. in some kind of medical field. Um, And then hearing more of my dad's story of, you know, leaving um, his hometown um, back in Mexico and, you know, leaving everything behind and starting a new life, not only for himself, but, you know, for his future family and not having the financial capability of, you know, going further into what he wanted to do. And that was being a doctor. Mm. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't him like just, you know, telling me, oh, well, you have to be a doctor. Um, or I was like, I didn't waste all of this time and energy and hard work to not have you or see you be a doctor. Um, at first it was, but it kind of just hit him where, he was more understanding of, you know, I got to let my son um, do life on his own. And this was a dream of mine, but I can't impose this dream on someone who doesn't want it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I actually just started going to more, you know, clinical, you know, work sites, such as like volunteering um, with, you know, at Cottage Hospital or just volunteering and just seeing how great of effect you can be with people who are wanting to want community. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, it didn't really, it, it definitely hit me once I arrived at Westmont that I wanted to become a PA and, you know, leave the, leave the, leave the trail of becoming a doctor because with PAs, they're, they're, I mean, it's, it's, the doctor's assistant so they have to see all the people they have to see all the patients um in that sense that's you know my calling of wanting to be with people seeing and understanding why they are why are they hurt why are they they you know who they are now mm-hmm. 
um, it definitely just, it felt right. Um, and I remember I finally decided to be, you know, to follow a PA track um, towards the last semester of the, the semester I transferred into Westmont and just having a conversation with um, the chair of, of the kinesiology department and her telling me, you know, I see this passion of you of wanting to be with people, understanding people and talking with people and her suggesting, you know, why don't you go into a PA program? And I had no idea that was a thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know um, that that was a thing. And it, it just felt right, right off the bat. It just felt right. So from growing up, growing up, being wanting to become a firefighter to Spider-Man to Power Rangers to, you know, all these like fantasies and not knowing what to do for the longest time to understanding now that, you know, my calling fit with my career was just really, it was just nice seeing God's hands, you know, guiding me towards where I'm going to be, you know? Yeah. And even in those um, fictional characters, they are like doctors in that they help people and they save people and they go out of their own way and sometimes put themselves in danger to do, to do that. Well, and honestly, that's probably, you know, subconsciously, like probably that's why I love working with people and just like understanding and wanting to um, just, you know, help, you know, um, which, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a blessing and a curse at the same time, but it's always rewarding at the end. I, 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 would, I would definitely say. Well, that's good. That's great. So is that, so is talking with the chair of the kinesiology department and like that, your conversation with her, is that what kind of helped you decide on kinesiology being a good major to get some um, PA school prereqs done? Yeah. So I originally transferred into Westmont as a biochemistry major. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, I sat down with couple of professors and you know actually doing the math of you know how many units you know what's the what's the realistic of you know the units I have right now with graduating in in two or three years and it was just the reality was I would have to start again as a freshman and that just sounded exhausted um and it wasn't until one of the professors in the chemistry department actually referred me to go see a case um the the chair of the kines department and just talking with her and you know telling her my situation and you know what i you know i'm passionate about what ideally what i would want to do um and you know the struggles that i was you know the, the struggle of not not knowing what i wanted to do while everyone around me knew kind of what they wanted to do mm-hmm. um so that was also discouraging but I knew I wanted to stay as long like I just wanted to stay in um in taking science courses because that was what I was passionate about yeah um, science I is mean you would cool. know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you were in my chemistry class <laughs> yeah. yeah we met um yeah we met in general ke- chemistry yeah that some and good then times. yeah and then just you know that I don't know finally like understanding like a science like just understanding how chemistry works how biology works and just you know you you 
definitely grow into having a passion for the science world. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting. And I, I knew, yeah, it's just so fascinating, like how life around us is made. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn all this stuff in gen chem and then you get to physical chemistry and they tell you that, well, see what we taught you three years ago is only the half truth. Here's the actual <laughs> truth with calculus. And I'm like, oh gosh, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's kind of like where I'm, you know, I know, I knew I wanted to to stay in the science courses. Um, and, you know, the one class that really, you know, was not compatible with me <laughs> was physics. Oh, physics. Um, it's not my cup of tea either. Gosh. Yeah, so in that sense, when I was talking with the chair of the Kinesis department, she suggested, you know, why don't you look into into a PA program? And I told her my struggles with my physics classes, but but you know, the rest of my science classes were I was just thriving in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, hey, and on, and on another note, you would have to. Oh, she's she she told me. She's like, yeah, and you avoid physics if you go into a PA program because they don't require Ooh. any physics. So literally, I was like, how is this not like God telling <laughs> me, like, you know, this is the path you want to take? Oh, I think you, know, it was. you avoid physics. You you essentially have, you, you need to take chemistry and like biology and like all these other science courses, but you avoid physics. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this, is a, this is the path I want to definitely take. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just, yeah, and from that moment, I was just like, I was just assured that, you know, this is a PA program. It's definitely what I wanted to do. Um, it was different because I had a different expectation, essentially. Um, but it was, it was definite, you know, hopefully it's an area where I can be the most fruitful in. Yeah, it sounds like you're on the right track for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So you yeah. transferred into Westmont after going to community college. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. I did two years at Santa Barbara City College. And that was, I don't think I stopped doing classes. Literally every spring and spring and fall semester, I was always in class full-time student, but I was taking summer courses so I can just transfer as fast as I could wow. um, from community college. That's a lot. I definitely, yeah, it was definitely exhausting, but it made me become a better student. Um, and just realizing that I did have a passion, not only with for people and for community, but a passion for the academic side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, which even now I'm, you know, if PA doesn't work out or, you know, if, if I don't know, if there's an opportunity to becoming a, a professor or a teacher at, at, at any at any place I would definitely take that because now academics is something that I I just enjoy so much um, and being having the offer of becoming a tutor or a teacher assistant for so many classes definitely um, you know is also a reassurance that I, I do I am good at academics and I do love teaching um, so that's also kind of been a neat part to find of my life that, you know, something I never thought <laughs> of doing is something that I am passionate about now. Yeah. And it takes, it takes quite a person to 
enjoy academics and enjoy other people and be good at explaining <laughs> things so that other people understand it and it's not just understood yeah. in their own brain. Yeah, the amount of times I've been offered to be to be a, a tutor or teacher assistant and just being able to say that. You know, I think that was the hardest part was having to say no um, because it is time consuming mm. being a tutor and a teacher assistant um, because I needed to it I needed time for myself to also be thriving in my other classes and I know it's it's manageable I know other students have done it before but you know it's it's definitely it's definitely challenging and I give props to those who like like you even where you're you've been a tutor and a teacher assistant as well yeah because um, it's definitely it's definitely time consuming yeah and I definitely um, have to build in times to just rest and to just not think about things to shut off my brain. So it doesn't go on its ramblings. Um, so during those stressful <laughs> yeah. academic times, how have you found um, the most rest? Like what activities have been most life-giving for you in stressful times? You, yeah, you just, you definitely need to be in community. You know, looking back at Genesis, it's, there's a reason why Eve was created is because we we were made to be in fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, you know, community, whether it's one friend, two friends, 30 friends, whatever you name it, you need to be in community because that's what keeps you the most sane. Yeah. Um, by being with community, you find, you know, you, you not only discover who other people are, but you discover more of your potentials and also your gifts and talents with being with people. Yeah. I think that good people can bring out the best traits in you that you didn't know you had or that you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. It's, it's, I don't know. That's just what really made it for me creating these, these amazing friends, you know, and being able to go through the hardships together and also understanding um, and looking back at the good memories as well. You know, and friends are always going to come and go, but that's, you know, with that said, with friends coming, you want to take advantage of being able to be with them. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to follow the Bipet Profiles on Instagram, where you can stay up to date on new episodes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would help me out greatly if you could leave a review, and be sure to share with friends and family. If you have any questions, comments, or want a free sticker of the podcast logo, perfect for water bottles and laptops, you can email thepipetteprofiles at gmail.com. The logo was designed by my talented friend, you can find on Instagram at skeleton, spelled S-K-E-L-E-S-O-N, on Instagram. Until next time, stay kind and keep learning.